Hi guys, my name is Laura. I am a relationship coach. I'm a fucking empowerment coach. I deal with spirituality, I do all sorts of shit. But today I wanted to talk to you about what your attachment style is. And if you don't know what your attachment style is, you're probably going to get the enlightening of your life. And you're probably going to realize why every relationship you've had up until now has been fucking torture. <laughs> so if you'd like to learn how to have better relationships, I'm your girl. I'm here for you. I have changed my attachment style from kind of being fearful avoidant to dismissive avoidant as well as anxious I'm like what they would call a chaotic <laughs> uh, which is really fucked up uh, as well as healing loads of other kind of mental health issues um, from having a very traumatic childhood so if you're interested get in touch and I can help you how I help myself so anyway back to what is your attachment style okay your attachment style is begun in childhood. It's relational to how you were treated as a child, how your parents treated you and how they parented you in effect. So you may have heard of like non-attachment parenting. You might've heard of like attachment parenting. These are ways of looking after and caring for your child that can create attachment styles uh, in your child as they grow up and become an adult. So let's talk about the four main types of attachment style. I'm going to go a little bit through what these look like. So you could maybe kind of self-diagnose a little bit as to what you might be. And don't judge yourself for this because ultimately it's not your fault. Okay. The childhood that you had, it was not your fault, but the childhood that you had is your responsibility to fix now. So we're going to put our big girl panties and our big boy panties on and we're going to get it better so that we can have a happier adulthood than what we had in childhood probably. So... The first one is an anxious attachment style. And I see this most commonly in my female clients. Um, and this is caused by um, kind of like childhoods where parents kind of didn't really give you enough attention, didn't really validate you enough, didn't really make you feel um, like they were there. So there could be great depths of loneliness in childhood, not enough cuddles, not enough acceptance, all of those kind of things. And this could come from something being as simple as having a really big family, for instance. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've been abused or brutalized in childhood. It probably could be that as well. It would be that too. But it could just be as simple as say having like seven other siblings or something. They're just not being enough time with mum or dad as a result of that. Okay. So an anxious attachment style. This is somebody who feels anxious, unsafe, and insecure. When you get attached to somebody, when you get um, interested in somebody, particularly romantically, but this doesn't have to be romantically, by the way, guys, this could be in regards to friendships as well. Okay. Or familial ties, any form of relationship where you really care. Okay. You feel unsafe in the relationships. You feel anxious about the relationships. You feel insecure. This can often manifest in ways of like, you know, when people don't text you back, you get panicky. Um, you know, maybe maybe somebody going absentee for the day. You feel like, oh my God, they don't love me anymore. You may feel just generally not very secure and not worthy of love in itself. You seek closeness within your relationships. There's this validation that relationships give to you. It's like, oh my God, somebody loves me. So I'm okay now. And it's like, no, validate yourself, baby. You don't need somebody else to validate you. What you need to do is validate yourself so that you're not in these anxious predicaments waiting for somebody else to come in and give you a little bit of attention. And the problem is, like my cat wanting attention, did you hear me? He's like, me, I want attention. He's got an anxious attachment style. <laughs> but the problem is people who've got anxious attachment styles, they often date people who have got avoidant attachment styles. And they also call in narcissists like bees to a honeypot. 
okay? And that just creates yet more trauma, okay? So being aware of your attachment style can not only save you a lot of pain, but can also allow you to have healthy, beneficial relationships, okay? Now, you have a major fear of abandonment in your relationships if you have an anxious attachment style. Again, it tends to look a little bit like, you know, somebody doesn't pay you attention. You're like, they've left me. They don't love me anymore. These kind of rhetorics, these kind of thoughts are the thoughts that will come up for an anxious attachment person. And the more that you feel these things, the more that you're like, give me <laughs> off these people, which is really problematic because you come off as clingy and you come off as desperate and nobody likes a clingy, desperate person unfortunately sorry okay just hard truth from auntie laura so you seek closeness in your relationships and when you don't get it you become very very frightened so you may come on quite strong with people then once they have kind of like shown them some level of attraction or like towards you whether that's friendship or romantic you'll be kind of like all in it's like all my eggs are in this person's basket i love them i want to keep them forever and then as soon as you feel a little bit like they're pulling away from you, your abandonment wound is triggered, you become neurotic, you become very anxious, you become very, very frightened. And so these are the kind of people that blow your phone up like, hey, UK, just thinking about you. Oh, you know, did you not answer? And you would get like this, like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of texts from these people. You could get lots of telephone calls from these people. They give out kind of stalky, desperate, mm, clingy vibes, okay? I'm sorry, I'm not trying to judge you, have been there, I'm just telling you as it is okay so these are an anxious attachment style behaviors habits and feelings now anxious attachments most often than not unfortunately date an avoidant because we, it, 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 they kind of feed each other and it's really fucked up because it's like oh I'm kind of anxious and you're kind of avoidant and, and maybe I can change you and it's that kind of like oh just just fuck Disney's Disney's ruined every fucking woman's brain so but it's these kind of dynamics where we think like we could change somebody we could do this we could do that and and you'll find that often avoidance date anxious attachment styles because they kind of work until they don't work and you'll see why in a minute so a fearful avoidant, their relationships are all very, always very chaotic, okay? They find relationships uh, confusing and overwhelming, and they sometimes swing between that anxious attachment style and that avoidant attachment style, okay? So you could see how kind of this, this could work out, for instance, for a fearful avoidant and an anxious attachment. So if you're a fearful avoidant and you date an anxious, you may start in that thing of like, let's validate each other. Let me let me kind of love bomb the shit out of you and give you all of this validation and love. And then once you're in it, that person continues to give, you know, the anxious attachment person will continue to give all this love and affection towards you. And then it's like, oh God, this person's so clingy and desperate. Like, why do they want me? What's going on? And you just start backing away and backing away and backing away. And they're like, where are you going? I love you. And so ensues one of the most toxic relationships that you can have unfortunately now you will find that our lovely uh anxious uh, our fearful avoidance sorry they are always hot and cold in relationships because they want the closeness they want the validation they want you and then once they've got you they're like woof might get lost in this this is terrifying and then they pull away so you'll find a lot of this hot and cold relationship style and you'll often find that fearful avoidance and dismissive avoidance tend to be more likely to be men 
just because of the way that society has raised us, okay? And because of the way that we treat boys and girls and so forth growing up. Now, the fearful avoidant swings between anxious and attachment, uh, anxious and avoidant. They're hot and cold in their relationships. They're often very, very confused about what the hell they feel about somebody because one minute they're feeling very intense feelings that they want to be with them with that anxiousness. And then the next minute they're falling into avoidant style. And so they're pulling away. And then because they tend to date anxious attachment styles, you know, the anxious will run after them, will chase. And you see this chase of running dynamic that often comes up in relationships or twin flame relationships or, or karmics as well when we talk about spiritual relationships so the next one dismissive avoidant okay they are avoidant of relationships and they're also dismissive as to how much they feel like they need or want other human beings okay they have a really really severe desire for connection and yet this horrendous need for independence. And so when they move into relationships, it's like too much, it's too much. They feel that people are kind of like uh, clingy or like, why does this person need me so much? It's a very triggering experience. And when people try to kind of like move into trying to fix these things with the other person, the dismissive avoidant will pull away from other people. They will not want to get into arguments or dismiss uh, argument or triggering situations. They will just to be dismissive entirely. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to. And they'll just keep moving away and away. And if you keep pushing it, they will just completely detach from you, pull away from you entirely, dismiss you as a human being. And then they will continue in their avoidant and need for independence. Hyper independence is a dismissive avoidant. And they're very happy there because it's like, what do I need other people for? What the fuck can you do for me? And the reason why dismissive avoidance are created is often with a parent who is neglectful where the child has had to learn to be hyper-independent because the parent is partaking in alcohol, drugs. It could be that they're far too hooked up in their own relationships. Um, so for instance, it could be you know, that you have a fearful avoidant parent and you've become dismissive as a result of it. It could be that you have a, an anxious attachment mother who, who is far more into her uh, romantic relationships than her relationships with her children. And so this creates this great huge chasm between the parent and the child where the, the child can't rely on the parent for them to fulfill their needs. They can't rely that the parent is going to look after them, love them, um, fulfill their needs from any, any form, from either feeding to clothing to housing to, to security to love, whatever it is. And so the child becomes dismissive and avoidant of it because <clears throat> when you keep knocking on a door, and the door never opens, you just stop knocking, okay? And this can start as early, in my opinion, okay, as childhood, being a baby with non-attachment parenting, where people are just like, leave your child to cry. Just leave them to cry. Leave them, don't touch them, leave them alone, ignore them. I do believe that you will find a lot of avoidant attachment styles come from children who have been parented with non-attachment style um, parenting. Because children need attachment. Humans need attachment. We need love, we need relationships. We're fucking social creatures. Stop being so stupid, okay? Now, the dismissive avoidant feels very, very intense uh, emotions 
that overwhelms them because they don't know how to deal with it. So at the root of it, there is this really intense desire to connect. But when they do connect, there's a fear of losing it because they've never really had that secure attachment with their parent, with a relationship, with whomever that started this cycle. Um, and so when that happens, they pull away from others because the emotions are overwhelming. They feel like they will be consumed by their relationships and so they pull away. You know, you can see this consumption in the relationship in, a, in, in, in an anxious avoidant. You know, they become consumed by the relationship and they forget themselves and the relationship becomes the most most important thing for a dismissive avoidant they hate that feeling the feeling feels like you know just about to go down on that roller coaster like what you know and you're like no no I'm off and they just eject eject from the roller coaster when it gets to that point because it becomes too much they don't know how to manage their emotions situations arguments relationships normal stuff is very very triggering they pull away from others they withdraw from the relationship they have very low ability to communicate how they feel despite their need for connection and they are hyper independent and so when it comes down to it they talk themselves out of it why do i need somebody anyway what the fuck would i need another human being for anyway because ultimately they've done it all on their own the whole time anyhow so you can begin to see how these attachment styles really severely affect people's ability to have relationships. Now, if you are somebody who has a chaotic attachment style, you will swing voraciously between anxious attachment, fearful avoidant and dismissive avoidant, which is just the whole fucking shit show, collected all the bloody badges and good luck having a relationship as a human being. <laughs> But don't worry, because you can. And there are ways to get over this. So please don't sit there. If you're going like, oh my God, I sound like all of them. Like I was. I have a chaotic chaotic attachment style. I've just come out of a five-year relationship. We're very happy. We've just kind of left it consciously because of um, just because we're not gelling in the same way as what we were when we first met. Because we've grown as human beings. And I don't think that's a problem. I think when you have a conscious relationship... It's good to be able to have those conversations with people like, are we still on the same trajectory? You know, am I still who I was when I met you? And it's okay to sometimes say, actually, consciously, maybe this isn't the right relationship for us. But we're still the best of friends. And that's how you should be leaving all relationships. If you ask me, if you're having a conscious relationship with somebody, there shouldn't be fights. There shouldn't be toxicity. There shouldn't be behaviors where you hate the person when you leave. If you're hating your partner when you leave, there's been a major problem. Okay, so I've managed to heal my chaotic attachment style as much as anybody can. Yes, these things still affect us. But once you learn the strategies and the, the triggers that you have and the behaviors that you elicit when these things happen, you become much more in control of your emotions and you can communicate your feelings much more easily. And you can kind of be much more cooperative and flexible in relationships. And what were those three things that I just mentioned? That's what a secure attachment style is, okay? You trust that other people are coming into a relationship with good intentions. You are not abusive of other people, whether you like it or not. You know, people who are anxious, fearful, or avoidant, these attachment styles, I'm sorry, but you do, you do accidentally abuse other people, you know? And this is something that we really need to become aware of as well, that if you've been abused in a relationship, the next relationship you're in, you, be you become the aggressor. Because it's like, if you're cheated on in a previous relationship and then you come in and you haven't sorted that issue out, you haven't healed that trigger, that trauma, when your partner does something weird like putting their phone down or taking a call outside, you immediately like, are you cheating on me? Are you cheating? Who are you talking to? Who is that? Who is that? Can you see? You're bleeding on people that didn't cut you. 
So the only way, if you ask me to have any fucking healthy relationships in life, to live a life that is enjoyable and successful and being able to not be ran by your triggers, ran by your trauma, ran by your pain, the only way to do that is to step into having a conscious life. Okay, and this is why I've created this uh, course, this eight week course, it's called Conscious. This is kind of talks about relationships. That's like the predominant idea is to help you to find a happy and healthy relationship. But before you go into that, you have to have a happy relationship with yourself. So even if you're not dating at this moment, and I don't think you should be until you do this course, personally, I put a dating embargo on all my clients, okay? You shouldn't be dating if you want to date and you want to have a happy relationship, if you've come out of a toxic relationship, if you just feel like you are never going to find the right person, this course is for you. This course is for you because you will never find the right person until you become the right person. Let me say that again. You will never find the right person until you become the right person. And this is the hardest truth of this life. And so happiness, ideal relationships, consciousness, it all starts with you. And this is why I want to teach you guys about your attachment style, how to heal your trauma, how to heal your wounds, how to fix your fucking shadows so they're not working behind the scenes and you're completely unconscious of why you're doing all this crazy shit and this shit just keeps happening in your life. I don't know why. It just seems to be I just date really bad guys. Yeah, well, why? Unheal trauma, unheal trauma, <laughs> you know? So if you're interested in this, I've got an eight-week course, guys, that's coming up in May. I would love you to be there. I'm going to teach you all about your attachment styles. I'm going to teach you how to date consciously. I'm going to teach you all about shadow work and alchemy of trauma. I'm going to take all the good shit that I've done with my clients over the last five years, put it into eight weeks for you, and you're going to be a whole new person by the time we finish, whether you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, or whether you're ready to date or not ready to date. It doesn't matter. Wherever you are in your life, this course will help you and save you years of suffering and trauma like me <laughs> like me I went through all the pain so you don't have to okay that's what I'm offering so if you're interested in that you can leave me a comment below and I can have a chat to you about it um, feel free to email me there's my email address there and I'm also going to leave some details down below as well I love you very much thank you for watching please hit a like button subscribe and whatever to help my algorithm because YouTube just kind of you know you know what it is and I'll speak to you all soon Bye.